You're listening to CLNS Media, powered by BetOnline.ag. Go to clnsmedia.com slash roll. Use our promo code CLNS50 for 50% off your first deposit. listening to the Celtics post game live on CLNS media. I am joined by the great Joel Pavone today to do episode number 60, the Boston Celtics versus the Brooklyn Nets. I would tell you, I'd be lying. If I told you, I did not think that Joel and I were going to be having a happy go lucky, find something to talk about one hour or less podcast and broadcast about tonight's Celtics game, and a win at that. But that was not the case. There was no win to be had. I'm going to give you guys the call-in number because I can't carry this crap for the entire hour after what I just watched. Call-in number is area code 347-215-7771. Again, 347-215-7771. What? The absolute crap did I just watch happen. Um, Your Boston Celtics fall in overtime to the lowly Brooklyn Nets, the Kyrie KD-less Brooklyn Nets, 120-129 at the TD Garden of all places. Wrap your head around the fact that this was the third time these two teams faced each other this season. And the Nets currently hold the edge in this series. The eighth seed hanging on a prayer Nets. I, I'm really struggling here, folks. You know, usually I'm not at a lack of stuff to talk about. And right now, the, the biggest thing to talk about, I mean, hands down, is going to be the the. the the third and then fourth quarter collapse of none other than 
the most unholiest of just tr- – I have no idea what to say. They just they, – they, they got slammed tonight. There was no reason for this. There was none. You were up 17. And then it just slowly eroded away. I don't know. It, it, I will not accept the excuse that it has something to do with Kemba's restricted minutes or without Jason in the lineup. There were plenty of guys. Hell, freaking smart had a double-double going into the fourth. I, 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 I'm, I'm speechless. Speechless is the way to put it. And I've seen him on my call screen like four times. I'm hoping that's you actually, Joel. How you doing tonight? I'm guessing that's not Joel. That is a bummer. Um, in any case, I'll continue to chat. And Joel, if you are on, figure out a way to get on. If I'm not on, somebody text me and tell me. Uh, but anywho, I'm going to keep talking. And I'm going to keep trying to figure out what the hell I just watched because I was glued to my TV and I thought the Celtics were just going away with this and it, it, it did not pan out the way I thought it was going to tonight, folks. I mean, let's, let's, let's talk about the, um, whatchamacallit, let's talk about the game from how it started when, when it all went down. It, it, it started with a trading buckets type of game. I mean, Trading buckets, I can handle trading buckets. That, that that that's a good game. I knew that the Nets couldn't sustain that. They, they they're just they're not built to sustain that. And then out of nowhere, Levert just goes off for fifty-one points. I mean, I'd have to break down the actual stats and tell you what exactly he scored in the fourth to drag his team up out of this thing. Oh uh, crap! I'm talking and nobody can hear me. I'm going to try this again. Not 100% sure if anybody can hear me. I got my co-host, Joel Pavon, um, texting me in left and right and telling me he can't hear my voice, which that's not good because that would tell me that none of y'all can hear my voice. And if that's the case, then we're in trouble. So I'm just waiting for a text from him to let me know whether or not he can hear me on the microphone. If he cannot hear me on this microphone, then I'm going to have to figure out a, a different way to call in and do this tonight because uh, I don't even know where my AirPods are right now. Wildly unprepared. Joel Pavone, can you hear me? Can anybody hear me? Anybody? Anybody at all? Let me try going to a caller. Hey, caller, can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, perfect. So now I'm talking. Good, because my co-host kept calling and couldn't hear me. Thank you so much. All right, folks. So I am on live. I don't know what the deal was that that couldn't be heard, but I went to a caller in the call screen real quick just to ensure that I could be heard on the air. So let's break this down, right? Um, before we kill any more time, when I see Joel pop back up there, I will make sure to put him on the air because 
Lord knows we need to get Joel Pavone's take on this Kyrie KD less Brooklyn Nets team that had absolutely no business at 26 wins coming into this house and, and taking a victory from the Boston Celtics on a, on a, on a rando Tuesday night in March, but it happened. And, and I, I gotta, I gotta figure out a way. I'm going to have you all help me out here. So I'm going to go to my first caller. Um, it looks like I got the great Joel Pavone on right now. Joel. Oh, man, Joel, you got to call from a different line, my bro, because other people can hear me. You cannot. All right, so I'm putting Joel back into the hold spot, and let's go to one of our callers who I know could hear me because she told me I could, she could hear me. What was your take on tonight's game? Seven five seven. Um, that was a major disappointment. Um, They played good up until the fourth quarter. I don't know what happened. They just... Like you said, they just collapsed, and um, it seemed like everybody got injured after the fourth quarter. Kimball, yeah, I guess he on a minutes restriction. You had Jalen Brown who uh, who tweaked his uh, his hemi. He didn't look yeah. good, and, and 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 then you had Gordon go out for a knee contusion, and then what do you got? You got the sorry bitch, <laughs> the guy who gets five points. <laughs> Not it, one of them I mean, five points. Exactly. And when you watch the way this game transpired, like I said earlier, they were trading buckets in the first and yep. second. When they came out of the half, you started to see some cracks in this. And yes, I know that you can you can lay a lot on Hayward not being out there just for the simple way that he moves the ball around. I mean, let's let's face it, he's not the offensive night in night out threat that he's been previously in his career, but you need him on the, on the court. When you have that opportunity, he's out. Dalen pulls that hammy. And, and to be honest, he just didn't have the hops after it. it you could tell that it, nope. it, it bother. we're going to hear something about that. And then Kemba on Absolutely. the minute. And I had a panic yep. attack when they got his knee up like that. I was going, Oh, we're know. in trouble. Yep. Well, I'll tell you this. I, I, I told myself, I said, well, if, if any of those guys go down, with a real serious injury, and we in trouble because that bench is awful. It's awful. Yeah, it well, awful. you know what? It's, the bench is the, our bench is well, their bench is is pretty awful. I'll, I'll give you that. But um, yeah, our bench, and I think the great Joel Pavone has joined us now. Have you, Joel? I'm here, baby. I'm here. Oh, the show just got better. Um, <laughs> I need somebody to, to commiserate with me. Seven five seven. Thank you so much for calling in. Appreciate the call, Joel. Dude, disaster, bro. It was disaster. Dude. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> the better question is, what didn't happen, and that was oh. put a body on Levert before he decided to to go off for fifty one tonight. Yes, that's, 51 that's, points. And that's ironically the same amount of points that the Nets scored in the fourth quarter before sending it into <laughs> overtime. So, I mean, I, how do you let that happen when you're, when you're up by 21? Like, you know, how do you the, let the that happen busy. on a team where the other weapons aren't hurting you? You know what I mean? Like the, yeah, of course. The, the, crowd, me, the crowd was out of it. You know, the Celtics were coasting. The crowd is chanting, where's Kyrie? As if that, as if that you know, that's going to make a difference. In terms of like when this, this game was cut into single digits and they just kept chanting away and it's just like um, Lebron's cooking right now. How about we, you know, how about we, we we make some 
some noise as as Celtics fans are supposed to do when this situation happens and they just it's just like the fans I guess along with the players just thought this game was over at halftime and yeah and, exactly and yeah, I, and I was the caller the caller that called in Joel I was telling her you you could see the 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 facade breaking away in the third and then you're looking at when the fourth started, I think they still had like a 13 or a 15 point lead going into the fourth. And I'm thinking, all right, now you got to coast, you got to protect this. And then it was the Levert show. And oddly to me, the defensive rotations kept rotating down towards Jordan. And I'm like, why are we spending this much time on DeAndre Jordan? He's got eight points. He's not going to kill you tonight. Yeah. I mean, for this, (laughs) For the simple, the simple fact that you had Kemba on limited minutes, you had no Jason Tatum, you had a, a sizable lead, you had to protect it, and 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 and, and that meant, uh, you know, playing a little bit more Robert Williams, where which I wouldn't have minded because he did play nine minutes, picked up ten, ten, uh, ten quick points, and he was clutch in these in in, in those closing minutes of, of the fourth quarter, and that's great to see. You know, that's a great great confidence booster. Uh, you saw Carson Edwards come in and play some minutes for the first time and God knows how long you give him give yeah. you a little something. So I, this is an opportunity wasted for, you know, guys who, 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 who rarely get to play. Uh, Marcus Smart fouled out and, and the overtime when you needed it most when it shouldn't have gone overtime because you, shouldn't have gone overtime and you can, you can hang that on Marcus too. That was sloppy. Yeah. I mean, you, you, uh, you exhausted Kemba's minutes. You like, you, you, you weren't supposed to play Kemba, you know, as many minutes as, as he played tonight in a game that got away. And you, an right. opportunity wasted to get the second seed because, I mean, we still don't know how the Toronto-Phoenix game is going gonna, is gonna to end up. But if they lose, you're right back where you, where you were, you know, a couple of days ago when you had an opportunity to, uh, to beat the Rockets and, and take, a, take a lead or tie. Oh, and the same, it's, you know, I think the Celtics might be destined for that third seed, which might not be a bad one. Might not, it's not a good thing. Put it like that. No, it's a, it's a, it's a tougher road to the ECF um, for sure. And ultimately they want to, they want to hang on to and get to the second seed and just make it their own. Um, However, in looking at the way this game played out, you had Jalen Brown grab his hammy. You had Gordon Hayward with the knee contusion. Um, You had Kemba on the restricted minutes. Tatum's out with the flu. I mean, I feel bad for Brad in, in an essence that, he, he, I think they said that they've had, I think it was 19 total games in which all five were actually in the rotation. And they're 12 and, I think it's 12 and 7, when they have everybody playing. But worse, this was the first Nets win at the Garden since January of 2016. Yeah. That, this is the, can't crazy. let this happen, man. It was hard. It's the first time the Nets have been the Celtics and and back to back games since that in that span in 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 four years. Oh, and when you were calling in and couldn't get the audio, I had made this other statement, which again makes you throw up in your mouth. But at the end of the day, if I told you that in March, if I if I told you last month that on March third the Nets would have the 2-1 advantage in the three head-to-head matchups for this season, you'd have laughed me off the air. Yet here we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not no bueno. And they're both on the front end of a back and back-to-back. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I this is this is not this is not yeah like the the like at home they've been pretty they've played pretty well at home they had a seven game winning streak before they played against the the Rockets. No Jason yep. Tatum today. Ironically, on on his birthday and the day that he was announced the Eastern Conference Player of the Month, and you you, you figure you just give him you know give him give him a break. He had a, he had a great month of February, obviously. You know, give, yeah. give him a little breather. Kemba was back. Kemba's gonna get his feet under him. Uh, Time Lord played his first game in over two and a half months. This is supposed to that be a win. Nice to this is yeah, supposed to be a win, a win, Joe. No doubt about it. And, and, even if he did, even if he lost a double digit lead, but you still. But this is another example of how this team. It, it, sometimes it's hard for them to close in in, in, a, in a tight game. Another they another are example. Five, they are a top five fourth quarter scoring team in the NBA this year. And tonight it just let them down. And I'll tell you, since we're piling on Joel, and this is what you and I do best. We have a, we're we're also the first to blow the trumpet when they win. But when they lose, we have no problem eviscerating any and every person that that touches the ball during the course of a game and doesn't make the most out of their time. And to speak that I have to then go into my bag of tricks and talk about a player who I've been high on most of the year leading out of the summer and tonight just a big giant stinky goose egg for Javante Green I did not like his play in 21 minutes um, looked disjointed looked like he was tryharding out there I mean he did end up with eight rebounds so don't, you know I'm not gonna not gonna take that away and, and the needed ones the defensive rebounds however um, it just just, I don't know. Like, I've always envisioned Javante Green as maturing into a scoring guard, not necessarily the guy who's heavy on defense. He's just, he's more built to get to the cup. And, and tonight, had a couple of bunnies that he just seemed to, to have the wrong angle when he was in the air and um, couldn't avoid the, couldn't avoid the, the, the hands in front of him. It just, it, I don't know. It just didn't seem like a great game out of Javante Green tonight. Wasn't, wasn't impressed with his 21 minutes on the court. You? Well, I mean, it's tough when you don't, when you don't play for, you know, a month or so. <laughs> so, I mean, and it, yeah. And you just, you just practice. I mean, uh, oddly enough, Carson Edwards looked, you know, a lot better than, than Javante Green and he and him and they're in the same boat. They haven't played in, and like I said, yeah. God knows how long. But um, sometimes Brad, and, and, and it's been noticeable, I feel like, in, in close games this year, sometimes he'll he'll make, I don't want to call it uh, like desperation substitutions, but he'll he'll panic a little bit and kind of just throw someone in there without, you know, any uh, any warning. And and if they do good, he looks like a genius. And if it looks bad, he doesn't look like he doesn't look like the you know, right. great coach that that everyone, you know, gives him credit for, but no, you and uh, I call them the head scratching substitutions. Like you just scratch your head and go, why is, what is why he is doing? That exactly. And if it pans out, you're like, Oh man, he's a genius. But then when it doesn't, you're oh, like, yeah. what the heck is Brad doing? And tonight, um, uh, I, I, I heard the, the, the end of the last caller talking about the bench. She's called in a lot about the bench and the bench. Yeah. When the, when the starters are healthy, the bench looks better. And, the starters haven't been healthy. You just mentioned, you know, they've only played, you know, 19 games together. All the starters, they're 12 and seven when they when they when they play. And you know, Gordon Hayward goes down tonight. That's another thing that you know we should we should mention. Uh, you know, knee yep. contusion. Hopefully, that's not anything serious. Um, right now, I just uh, I saw a tweet by uh, none other than the great Joe Pavone, my 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 brother, who says Ooh. that Marcus Smart was seen. 
was seen uh, having a heated discussion, heated conversation with with uh, one of the referees, John John Global, I think his name is. Uh, you know, I might yeah. be butchering his last name. And he had to be restrained. Like he put his he put his hands on the ref. So that might that might not be a, you know that might result uh, in a suspension. For 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 yeah, that, Mar, he's been lettering he's been letting that fester for a while with some of these calls. And at the end of at the end of the games or, or in the locker room, he doesn't want to elaborate. Obviously, he doesn't want to lose any money. But you know, sometimes you need to like let that let that you know steam out before it, it comes to a to a halt and it comes to a you know. In, in the form of grabbing or touching that you shouldn't be doing, and that's going to result maybe in a suspension. Uh, yeah, and, and sadly, I think I think you're right with that, and that's that's one aspect of Marcus's game that, you know, if you think about it, look at the rise and the elevation of his game over the course of his career. He's not the same player he was when he came into this league, and he wasn't getting any of those calls. Now he gets them sporadically, but his play is elevated. So he's looking for more, not necessarily the star calls, but he's definitely looking for the respect calls. You know, this is a, a, an NBA veteran. This is a guy who knows what he's doing on the court. He might be high energy. He may toe that line to, you know, literally walk in that. But he doesn't necessarily cross it that often. I'm not making a bunch of excuses for Marcus because he, you know, again, no. he's in this game went into OT tonight. Um but Wait, he's, a, he's a hard he's a hard soul of this team. We we we've said that how many exactly. times on this on this program and how many times has been said overall, whether it's you know, the talking heads around the, the NBA or here locally, like it's his passion and his heart is what makes him who he is. He's a defensive player of the year candidate. That's without a doubt. You know, regardless of uh, how many games he started or how he's come off the bench this year, he's arguably a top defensive guard in this league he, you know he didn't he didn't win that 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 honor last year in terms of uh of of being uh all nba first defensive team for nothing like that's that's what he prides himself on and he's become a better offensive player uh starting last year and and, and, it's, and it's you know it's come into this year as well but sometimes his emotions get the best of him and that's when that's a good thing and a bad thing you know it's yeah a gift and a curse no, I hear you. and i gotta tell you joel when you and I do these podcasts, do we have a lit up board? And typically we have the great Nick Sacento ferreting out these calls to see who's listening, who wants to go live. But we got enough calls on the board now. And I implore anybody who's listening, give us a call 347-215-7771. Let Joel and I know what you thought about the game tonight. I'm going to just start going down the line. If you're not interested in being on the air, just quickly say, hey, just listening. I'll cycle through and go to the next call. So I'm going to start with uh, area code nine one three. You just listening, or are you here to play? Uh, I'm here to play. All right. What do we got? What was your take on tonight's game? This abysmal OT loss to the at home in OT. Oh my God! You know, um, I'm 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 actually happy that uh, you got. I'm happy that you guys were talking for you know five or six minutes because. That gave me some time to uh, to calm myself down because you know <laughs> yeah. after after, uh, after just watching the disaster of the of the fourth quarter and then the overtime, oh. I was just uh, I was pretty upset. I, I was I was very vocal, but um, I think you guys definitely uh, made some solid points. You know, with 
you know, well, Joel no, made no all the points. I just listen and yes them to death. <laughs> but it's Joel who knows his um, stuff. I just I hang out. But uh, I mean, the points I guess Joel made. Uh, you know, Tatum not playing, uh, Kemba on a minutes restriction. Enter, and entering this game, this was a game that, especially now that you're playing the Nets, who are right now, what, an eight, they're in the eighth seed right now. This was a game that you should have won. I mean, you should have won by 10 or 15 points, and you're giving up 41 points, sorry, 51 points in the fourth quarter is really no excuse. I'll tell you a funny story real quick, not to interrupt you too much, but Levert, all right? I, I'm a casual NBA watcher. I pay more attention to the Eastern Conference than I do the Western Conference. Western Conference, it's usually whoever the stars of the day are or whoever Sports Center is highlighting that morning. However, at averaging 16 points a game, I wasn't really paying attention to Levert's game for the Nets. But my goodness, what an example of when a player, an NBA caliber player, can catch fire and you don't have Forward, he owned that fourth and the OT. I mean, Joel, had you spent a ton of time watching him play over the course of the season or, or seeing his game other than when he's playing the Celtics to kind of pick up on him having this explosive ability? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've watched him quite a bit, and he's always been someone that, uh, in my opinion, has been under the radar. And tonight was just a, a classic example of how, you know, he can't be slept on anymore going forward. And especially when, you know, everyone comes back from injury on that team, he's going to be dangerous. Yeah, no, I agree. So let's let's see who else we got. I see good old area code 413. Are you listening or are you here to give us your take on tonight's OT loss? Just listening. Thank you. You got it, my man. And that's the fun thing about not having Nick on the board. I have to just kind of cycle through. Eight five seven. You've been holding sixteen minutes. You listening? Or are you here to play with us? Just listening. All right. No worries. No worries. No worries. That brings us back to just Joel and I. Awesome. The, let, let the bashing continue. Um, so Joel, when this game started tonight, right? And that's let's 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 try to wind it back to when it all began. And <laughs> it began tonight. Trading buckets. I mean, at one point the Nets were shooting sixty percent from the field, but they were like twenty less than uh, twenty-five shot attempts less than the Celtics had. What did you think about the way this game started? It was trending in trending the the, the Celtics' way. It just seemed to get away from them as we got into that third. Yeah, I mean, in the third quarter, you can see how uh, Kemba was really trying to be aggressive. He wanted those shots to fall. He wasn't having a great shooting night, but. You can see the frustration, even when he made a couple of threes, and you know the crowd was into it. But he just, on his face, he just looked like he was just disappointed. He was just like, you know, I'm not, I'm not where I want to be, and and uh, and that was a, uh, I guess a a fitting, a fitting uh, face when it came to uh, the rest of the night for the for the Celtics. The thing just went from bad to worse, and um, you had guys like Tice who who was doing his thing in the first half, yeah, and then. Uh, you know, uh, I think I saw Brown at one point, you know, grab grab his thigh. I hope there's nothing serious that happened to him. And it's like you said, it was like it was one thing that just led to another, led to another, led to another, and, and it eventually led to the loss. And I don't know, like, you know, uh, going back to the to the caller who was talking about the bench, Danny, Danny Ainge, uh, I think it was yesterday, that I saw a quote from him saying that once the uh, he believes it's his roster gets healthy, then – 
everything's going to work itself out. And it just seems like when, when everything is, when, when everyone is about to be healthy, then, then one or two guys go, go down. It's just like a revolving door, just to, to quote Bobby Manning. Mm-hmm. It's a revolving door of, of injuries and, and things and things not going, you know, Brad Stevens' way. And that's a lot of, a lot of it is not in his control as much as, you know, you right. want to praise him when he does well and when, and when the Celtics don't do well, you kind of, you know, he kind of, he kind of doesn't get uh, as much criticism as maybe some think he should, but that third quarter at the end, by, by the end of that third quarter, you saw this game take an interesting turn and not, and not, and not for the, not for the better. No, it really, and to be honest with you, going into the half, I was only half paying attention at that point. I mean, I was making my game notes in my notebook. It was slow slow first half. I wasn't glued to it. And then midway, I thought to myself, "Uh uh-oh, I better start paying attention at this point. And then it just kind of got, it got yucky. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, Kyle Hightower, VP uh, Sports, posted the the postmortem on the game tonight. It starts it off with Levert scores 37 of his career high, 51 in the fourth and overtime to help the Brooklyn face a 21-point deficit. That's, you know, that's, that, that tells the story right there. They just had no answer for him. And to, to draw back real quick to the bench, um, I think this bench is, you know, and I don't want to disagree with the caller too hard, but I think you have to, to your point, you have to look at the bench for what they are. And what we needed to, what the Celtics needed to do this year in comparison to last year was they needed to, to assemble a bench that had players that were more role players that could step up in moments but understood their roles. This game last year, Celtics run away with it because that, ben- that bench for the Celtics last year was so much more talented than this year's bench. They just didn't know how to play together. Um, this team has a bench that's complementary to every one of the five starters, and even I'll go so far as it has a complementary player for the top eight. Um, and when you have a healthy five or a healthy six, then the other players on the bench have definitive roles. They don't have extended minutes. They're not put into matchups that they're just not, you know, gifted enough to, to, to maintain long-term in bursts. Sure. But if you expose a, a, a Javante green to your point, who hasn't played a ton as of late and you expose him in a game in a high leverage situation, you know, he doesn't necessarily perform like you'd think, or like you'd want Javante green to perform. You can, the same thing could be said for anybody else going up and down that bench. You know, uh, I think Langford's a great player, but again, restricted moments, give him an opportunity to go in there. You know, you got Langford for defense and, and arguably Langford could have seen a little bit more time in the fourth than his seven minutes for the game. I think if, if, if you were looking to plug in defensively, I understand he wanted to rotate semi in and, you know, and make sure that, he got some time in there as well, but I think Langford would have been a good answer there. I think Carson Edwards did what he could with the time he had. Um, I was a little surprised at the restricted minutes for Cantor. I don't know if that was by plan um, or if mm-hmm. that was by, but I would have thought you'd seen a little bit more out of Cantor. Seemed to stick with Tice most of the game. Yeah, I feel like since the All-Star break, Cantor has been – uh, like you said, whether it's on purpose or, or not, he's been on like a minute restriction and, and he he could be nursing an injury that we don't know about. Um, I mean, tonight, uh, 40 points from the bench. And I know some guys played extended minutes because Hayward was out. Um, right. And, 
I mean, I I feel like you know Celtics fans who are who are consistently complain about the bench. I don't know what they want from the bench because before right. the All Star break, when they were on, um, when they were, I think they had one like ten or twelve or something like that, and the the starters were healthy and you were getting consistent, you know, production from Smart, obviously, Wanamaker, and even Cantor. Cantor was you know, putting up a stretch of double doubles. Uh, Wanamaker was has been solid. I feel like he's been solid all season. I say what you want about Wanamaker, but in my opinion, I feel like he's been he's been a solid backup. And 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 even Grant Williams has had his nights here and there. Like when the, when playoffs when playoff basketball comes around, you're only gonna you're only gonna go eight, maybe nine guys. Right. You know, so you don't you don't you don't you're not gonna rely on your bench. And and, and the Celtics are, are are I believe top four, top five in the league in scoring. And yep. you have five, you have, you know, four guys in your, in your starting lineup that can score 25 or more on any given night. And, and Tice, I know he's averaging about nine points, close to 10 points a game. So it's like, what else do you want off your bench in terms of like a, a an eight, nine guy rotation going deep into the playoffs? I, I don't, I don't understand the complaint. Well, I think and, I, and I know it's easy to complain in the loss, but. Right. Um, no, I think it's that it's the New England sports fan mentality, my man. If you think about it, with the Patriots, the, the, the mantra is next man up. With the Bruins, it seems like throughout the course of the four lines, you're not really losing much talent as they cycle through the different lines. With, you know, I, I can't really speak to the Red Sox this year because that's like, <laughs> no one sucks and they haven't played a game yet. Um, <laughs> when you look at it, you know, that's the, that's the sports mentality that we've been, you know, that we've come up with is that somebody's always going to step up. And I think that when you have a game like this, where it challenges you, where you have a Hayward out, when you have a Tatum out, when you have, you know, um, Walker on a minute, mm-hmm. when you have this, this gap and you have to plug more than one in at a time, more than two in at a time, and you're extending minutes, you're exposing their game. They're great in in the bursts for the roles for which they play on this team. And to your point, you get your guys healthy and you hit playoff basketball. We're talking three guys besides your top five. And, and my question to you, I guess, is who are those three guys going into the, to, as of today, you have to pick three beyond your five, assuming your five are healthy. Who are your three on the bench? Oh, right now, based on health, and I know Robert Williams looked really well. He, really, he looked really good tonight, and and his really ten did. minutes of play, first time you know playing in two and a half months, he's been he was dying to come back. I'm surprised he didn't play against the Rockets. So I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna put him in there because I think he you know I think he's gonna he's gonna get uh you know some some more minutes you know come come down the uh come down the stretch here in the regular season. I'm gonna say him. I'm gonna say Marcus Smart, obviously, and a mixture of. Wanamaker with 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 Grant Williams, so so I guess Grant Williams, I guess the two Williams can you can you can kind of swap them, but I think in different yeah. matchups you'll see more Robert than than Grant, and and so I guess any any combination of the Williamses and Wanamaker and Smart, those are gonna be your three guys, and then uh, if you get slash four guys, ECF, they're gonna you know you know and I know if they get to the ECF they're gonna dress Semi and put him up against of yeah. course. Yes, and he's the he's the honest lover. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. No, he was. I know. Sure yeah, I know. Is. I know. That was, you can't see my sarcasm through the through through the phone lines, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know we both we both think that way. About I mean, I mean, it was magic in a bottle when they caught it, and you know, as a, you look up and down this lineup, 
you don't have an answer for him. And I, I was talking to Bobby, not to get too far off topic, but I was talking to Bobby yeah. Manning um, offline past couple of days. And I said to him, you know, when I, he, he asked me if I was upset about the Houston loss. And I said, yes and no. And he said, well, explain it. And I said, well, yes, I'm upset about it because anytime the Celtics play, I want them to win. Um, but no, I'm not upset about it because when I look at the way they fare against the top echelon in the West, um, I have a strong feeling that the East is, is, you know, geared to win the finals this year. I don't know who it is going to be from the East, but I don't see a team in the West that's so dominant that the East should be shaken yeah. in their um, no, and I, so I agree. A couple point loss against the Lakers, a one point, two point loss against the Rockets. You hung tough with both teams. You had an opportunity to win both of those games. You weren't at full strength in either of those games. I do believe that, you know, you have a great chance. My biggest fear is getting out of the East. And I think when you boil it down, let's, you know, let's just, let's shoot and play hypotheticals and say you get to the Eastern Conference Finals and it is Milwaukee waiting for you at the door. Who's your answer for Giannis? Is it a defensive rotation of, of bigs and, and meaty fours that kind of slide over to help? Or do you, can you catch a semi and allow the other four players to actually play the game of basketball and not have to help out so much? I oddly think it's going to be a combo of both of those potions together, but I'm still not sure it's enough to stop him. He's, he's clear cut MVP material this year. And it's, you know, I mean, they're trending for a 70 win season. It's, it is what it is. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I think it might be more of the, uh, the first option versus the second one, but it'll, uh, it's going to be a combo of both. But you remember, you remember those Doc Rivers teams that, you know, played against LeBron on more than one occasion in the, in the, in the playoffs, you're not going to stop LeBron. Your, your hope is to slow him down and don't let the other guy get going. And that's exactly what, well, well, that, that's what Marcus Smart is for. That's, you know, he, he can get anybody's head, but, uh, yes, that's uh, but that's what, that's what happened last season. Ironically, you know, when, when we talk about those situations, Giannis didn't, Giannis didn't kill the Celtics last year. It was the other guys. It was the, right. the you know, the, 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 the Hills and the, uh, and the Pat Connaughton's and, and, and Middleton and the, the other guys went off. And it, and it was, I think maybe out of one of those five games, uh, onto the Kumba had a dominant game, quote unquote, MVP type of game. And, right. and that's, and that's good for them because, you know, the deeper the team is, the less work he's got to do. And he's, he's, you know, rested up for a, hopefully a long playoff run for them. I mean, I don't hope that, but that's what they're hoping for, obviously. Right, right, right. So, uh, you know, this time around, the Celtics, they weren't expected to be a top five team defensively or offensively, and here they are. So my only concern is this late into the season is them closing out close games. And and I didn't like, you know, I didn't like the way the, the Rockets getting closed out because I felt like they were out-hustled. Uh, same thing with the Lakers. I felt like the, the, the Lakers – you know, they, uh, they they were in their own heads against the Lakers, um, despite on the other controversial stuff with the refs and all that other thing. That can be a whole separate topic for a whole another day. But you got to be mentally tough, and I get it. Kemba was out. I understand that in those in those in those two games in particular. But what about the what about the Clippers game right before the All Star break? Like they went you know double overtime, and they went toe to toe, and they and they were able to mentally be more tougher than the Clippers who are arguably the favorites to win it all. And that's another team that hasn't, that hasn't really played 
altogether haven't been healthy all season long. Doc Rivers says it every day, every time they, they you know, what do you guys when they he's asked when he's asked the question, what do you guys hope for? You know, he's just like I just want to be healthy because they haven't really right. played together. You know what I'm saying? So you 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 look at the Celtics now. You know, 19 games that the starting five has played all season, and 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 they're still in a great spot. So there's something that got to turn it up a notch. Hopefully they get they get healthy, but they have to be mentally tough in these games on the stretch because now it's all about seeding. Now it, it, you know yeah. a, a loss here or there can determine whether you're gonna you're gonna face um, the Orlando Magic in the first round versus the Sixers. I don't know. I'm just throwing out you know throwing out people right. out there and, and you know so they, these these games are, are much more important in March than into April, obviously. Oh, big time. And it doesn't get any easier. Tomorrow, you know, you'd, you'd think it would be easy. you got the 15th seed in the East coming. I mean, you're going to their house. 17-win team in the Cavaliers. They've lost gotcha. their last straight. They're 4-6 and six over their last 10. 9-24 and tw- uh, at home. It's not like they're a dominant home team. Yet, you got to see what happens after tonight. Is, is Hayward's knee a day-to-day thing? Is he in tomorrow? Is it just something that, you know... I can't imagine if it wasn't serious or sort of serious that you wouldn't have seen him back in, at least in the OT period. And you didn't. So he's done. Uh, so he's probably out tomorrow. You're, my guess is, you know, Tatum's going to be feeling better, you know, because I think they reported it as flu, right? They didn't just give him his birthday off. That's, that's not a thing. <laughs> yeah, it was. He didn't practice. Him and Smart didn't practice on Monday. So they were both, uh, uh, quote, unquote, ill. So my yeah. smart play today, uh, maybe he should have taken the night off because, you know, it didn't end well for him and, and, and Tatum. Then he wouldn't uh, have been able to jack up 14 three-pointers. <laughs> <laughs> and, obviously, and obviously Tatum, Tatum uh, is, is still considered as ill, so hopefully it's a day-to-day thing. But, you know, who knows? Uh, I mean, as we speak right now, you know, the Raptors and the Suns are in a, in a tight one with like eight minutes left in the fourth. There's a four-point – Suns have a four-point lead, so that can go either way. If the Raptors lose, yeah. which is what you want to hope, what you hope for, then then you're you're in better shape. But if they win, then here we are, you know, playing catch up again. So it's something playing catch up again, but I'm not playing. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not a big fan of playing catch up. I'd like Toronto to lose tonight. They'll fall to ten and a half back as well, um, and that that'll tie you up with that two three spot with an opportunity to to keep vacillating between the two and the three, which. Ultimately, what we're hoping for, and Toronto's been doing their job. You know, they've lost three straight coming to tonight's game. And, uh, you know, let's face it. I mean, the Suns are, are nothing to sleep on. I mean, they may not be killing it in the in the standings. I think they're a 24-win team. But they're, uh, they're also hungry for a win. They're four and six over their last ten and lost three in a row as well. So they love I'd playing like, spoiler. Right? <laughs> yeah, they love playing spoiler. That's what they do. So the Suns, look at yeah. – Let's look ahead a little bit because that's, you know, that's what we do best on a shitty night where um, you lose an OT game at home <laughs> yeah. and it hurts. Um, Should have gone so, OT. Yeah, so tomorrow we, we kind of prefaced it a little bit saying that we got the um, Cavaliers in Cleveland tomorrow night. And then following that, you get a little bit of a break till Friday and you get the Jazz. That's going to be a, an interesting game right there. Um, and then the Thunder and the Pacers. So those are your next Four Cavs, Jazz, Thunder, Pacers. I think you're looking for a two and two split out of this, no? Yeah, because um, you know, with this with this loss with this loss against the um 
like against the Nets. Now you're two and a half up on the the Heat, who have won three in a row, including a, a huge win over the Bucks. So they're catching yep. they're catching some uh, some fire in a bottle here, some lightning in a bottle here. And then Pacers want to obviously, you know, they want to you know go higher in the standings, especially with Oladipo back. Uh, the Jazz well, also want to bring the Bucks. Uh, Pacers are the national broadcast tomorrow night against the Bucks, so that'll be an interesting one to watch for sure. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah good one, yeah, that's good. I'm, I'm gonna keep my eye on that game. And uh, you say you got the we got the the Celtics got the Jazz coming in. Yeah, Jazz are Friday night. Yeah, yeah. See that 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 was a close game um, out 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 there last week, and you know they want to they're gonna come in here and try to play hard and and avenge that loss. So these are not gonna be easy games. But you're right, a two and two. 